When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get three-pound rolls of juicy 80% lean ground beef for $3.49 a pound with a digital coupon. Then get select varieties of flavorful Powerade, Body Armor Super Drink, or Arizona Tea for 77 cents each, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. And we're on the road with the Rough Riders. Joe Womack was our strength coach, and he was rooming with Ron Este. I'm coming down the elevator with Joe Womack, and he is man, he is so mad. And I'm like, what's wrong, Joe? And he goes, you wouldn't believe what Este did. He's in his underwear, and he emptied the mini bar. Smarties and the Kit Kats, thinking it's free, thinking it was a gift basket. And Joe looks at me, it ain't fun. This is the Rod Peterson Show. Hello, Canada. Welcome to the RP Show. We're live across all 10 provinces and 31 states on the Game Plus television network. We're also live streaming on YouTube. we got a very special hour, too, for you. We're talking CFL, NHL, Blue Jays, as you see. they got the Detroit Tigers tonight, some NFL, lots going on. It is our final day at Gray Eagle Calgary's Entertainment Destination. 17-week residency wrapping up, but we'll be back this fall and winter. And are they excited? To hear from our next guy. We're going to not make him wait any longer. Hall of Famer Lanny McDonald joins us on video chat today. Hockey is the order of the day. Lanny, they all said hey for you down here at the Gray Eagle. They can't wait to see you again. Flames fans are smiling, Lanny, when you say over the last week. I think they should be. When you look at what uh, uh, Brad Trey Living and the Flames uh, uh, managed to do in a very tough situation, uh, being kind of put under the gun the way they were. Uh, But thank goodness uh, Matthew uh, did it the way he did so that Brad could make that move. And I thought it was a home run uh, what he got out of that deal under tough circumstances. uh, uh, You look at uh, 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 Hubido, I I hope I'm saying that right, Uh, but then Schmind and Schwind, and then Uyghur and a first-round draft pick. Oh, my God. I, I tell you, it was a home run, and uh, Flames fans should be very happy. Well, to be honest, that's why I wanted to get you on, man, and I cannot overstate this or understate it, however you say <clears throat> say it. So many people said, Lanny is the soul of the Calgary Flames. I think we all want to know what your thoughts are on this trade, and you just said it. How long did it take you to, say man- to learn how to say Mangiapani? Uh, I don't even say it. I, I say man. Uh, that's it. So I'm going to call him Hoobie from here on in. Yeah, yeah, right. Got you. Well, Huberto is not as hard as Benji Panty. But let me, let me just go back for a second. How did you feel yeah. about the exits of Johnny and Matthew? I mean, I don't know them personally. Clearly you do. They were here a long time. I thought they handled it as well as they possibly could have in a very delicate situation. 
I, I was very disappointed, uh, uh, kind of the way it all came down uh, towards the end with uh, with uh, Johnny Hockey. Uh, but uh, that's why you play the game and have the right to uh, make a choice at that time, uh, to leave it to the last second, uh, leaving and saying all the right things and that then not following through was disappointing, but that's his choice. And uh, with Matthew, uh, everyone looks at it. Oh my gosh, you just lost two thirds of your first line, which was the top line in the NHL last year. But if you bring in Hubie uh, at 115 points, that certainly replaces, uh, uh, replaces Johnny. Maybe he's not as flashy as Johnny, but uh, you put him on uh, line with Lindholm and, and then uh, put uh, Manny up there. And what have you lost? I don't think you've lost a whole lot. Uh, in fact, you may even be a stronger uh, line, and who knows? Maybe they're not done at this point. You've got to drop in a comment here. Craig Campbell is watching, and you would know Craig. He's in downtown Toronto. Hello from the Hockey <laughs> Hall of Fame, Lanny. We are working but enjoying the RP show while we work. Lanny is our chairman, and Craig is uh, the big cheese with the museum there at the Hockey Hall of Fame. As the chairman, Lanny, do you get into these debates and fights and scrapes over who gets in and who should get in? and who's, Or is that not something that you need to worry about? Maybe the voting committee more so. What, what's that like, having that role? Uh, you know what? It's fabulous. John Davidson, as our chairman of the Hockey Hall of Fame selection committee for, uh, seemed like forever, he, he was both on the selection committee, and then as chairman, I believe, for nine extra years. Uh, normally, you can only uh, be on it for 15 years. And because Pat Quinn sadly passed away at that time, I asked if John could stay on uh, extra, uh, and the board said absolutely. He did a phenomenal job. He stepped down last year. Mike Gardner uh, jumped into uh, that role. And never missed a beat. Uh, uh, Mike does a tremendous job. He's, he's so well-spoken and understands the game uh, so well. And he's a hockey fan. And so I oversee the meetings. Uh, Mike Gardner runs it. I can jump in at any time if it gets bogged down, which it very seldom ever does, or uh, make any comments about any people that are coming up. Uh, People have to understand that uh, you need 14 of 18 votes uh, to uh, become a Hall of Famer. And, and that is a challenge, uh, regardless of, of who you are. And we're very proud uh, we don't announce uh, uh, who is uh, up for, for uh, induction. Uh, we just keep that completely confidential. And only say the names after it's all over of the people, the newest members of the Hockey Hall of Fame. You, uh, I got to say, Lanny, you are so adept, eloquent, and well-spoken. A great stick handler, some might say, but not in this case. You answered it very well. Who taught you how to handle things so eloquently? Chris Walby, or who would you credit for um, being so well-spoken Can't. that way? Yeah. Can't go the Chris Wallaby. I love the guy, but no, uh, not following in his footsteps. He, 
he's on a path all his own. Uh, you know, and I've had uh, great help uh, over the years. My dear wife, Ardell, uh, uh, has been a huge supporter. Uh, her mother was in politics. I learned a tremendous amount from uh, her. And then from people like Cliff Fletcher and Bill Hay, who was chairman of the hall before I became uh, chairman after Pat Quinn passed away. Uh, those are all great mentors uh, along the way that have helped me not only understand, but especially uh, be able to uh, try and uh, get that great word out to the public in the proper way. A slight tongue-in-cheek comment by me on the Chris Walby thing, and Lanny knows what I'm talking about. You made it easy that night in Assiniboia, Lanny, but trying to corral Chris Walby was like a team of eight chuck wagon horses. I'm, oh, man, it was like the most stressful event I think I've ever done because of him. You made it easy, thankfully. Um, to the more hockey questions, uh, John in Winnipeg. Lanny, we need to get Theo in the Hall of Fame. I won't rest till we do. From Jeff in Winnipeg, a legendary photo of Lanny behind him. And you know the one that they're talking about. And Robin says, throw in a Phil Kessel at four mil. Calgary could be good again. Um, where do you see the Flames if this was the roster they started the season with? Uh, pennant winners again in the Pacific? Or how do you see them coming back next year? I, they, I think they have a great uh, chance. When you look at that trade, uh, bring in Hubie and, and 115 points there. Uh, you look at uh, the back end uh, with Uyghur. Uh He's one of the top two defensemen or played on the one-two uh, defense pairing in Florida. And when you get a guy like Matthew Kachuk, uh, the other team has to give up something. And because maybe not there wasn't a bidding war, but there were enough teams involved that uh, uh, Brad uh, and I'm speaking of Brad Trey Living, did a phenomenal job in, in maximizing that return. And you look at uh, our team, uh, uh, we've got great goaltending, great defense. Uh, yes, we may need uh, uh, second uh, uh, center Iceman, uh, which would allow uh, uh, Backlund to move back to the third uh, line, a true checking line. But he has done a phenomenal job. And you look at uh, who he played with, uh, Manny and, uh, sorry, the young man from uh, Tampa Bay. Uh, Coleman, lost. Coleman, Coleman. Coleman, there you go. Uh, and all of those guys, and you've got uh, uh, Toffoli uh, in the mix. You've got uh, nine top guys. Uh, the farm club uh, was loaded with talent. Uh, young talent that uh, all of a sudden one or two of those guys could step in. And I like our chances of finishing right up there. Uh, we're going we're gonna to find a way to knock off Edmonton again. <laughs> well, I'll tell you what, they cannot wait to drop the puck. That's the sense I get in this town. We still got some dog days of summer left, but uh, they're excited about their flames for the fall. What do you got up for the rest of summer, Lanny? Uh, you know what? Uh, I'm on Zoom calls uh, with the Hall uh, quite often. Uh, we had a, a great uh, one yesterday with our, our uh, fundraising committee. And, and the fun part about, uh, there is no fun part about the pandemic, but what it gave us a chance to do is do a lot of these Zoom calls. And you can hang out. And right now I'm hanging out in Montana. 
uh, with uh, family and friends and uh, uh, get to go to uh, watch the World Juniors for a couple of days uh, on behalf of the Hockey Hall of Fame. And we have meetings uh, there with the Oilers and the IHF. And it'll be a great rest of the summer. Can't wait for the season to start. And also, in the meantime, cheer on those Blue Jays. Yes! Yeah. Oh, man. Something to be excited about there, too. Trade deadline coming up next week. We're all watching it close. Lanny, uh, you're a treasure, man. I appreciate any time I get to spend with you. Thanks for this. Enjoy the rest of the summer. We'll see you in the rink. I look forward to it. To all those hockey fans, uh, you get a chance. Go to the Hockey Hall of Fame when you're in Toronto. It's a fabulous place to uh, spend your time, especially if you're going in to watch baseball and you got a couple days. No doubt. Absolutely. Thanks, Lanny. You take care. Thank you, buddy. The chairman of the Hockey Hall of Fame, Lanny McDonald. And if you do stop into the Hockey Hall of Fame, you will not be disappointed. And while we're at it, before we switch to football, the World Juniors are back in Edmonton. Gear up, Alberta. It's this summer from August 9th to the 20th. Single game tickets are on sale now for just starting at just $40. HockeyCanada.ca. Come on up and join us at Rogers Place. We'll be broadcasting live for two, uh, two weeks. Maybe get Lanny on the air there. Check out Connor Bedard and Team Canada. And it's interesting. I threw that in. Not the World Junior Committee that's written these eloquent liners. It's, this is no mention of Connor Bedard here. And, it's, and you get into that level. It's not all about one guy. But I'll just say, come on up to Edmonton and watch Connor Bedard and Team Canada. And we'll be there broadcasting live for two weeks right from Rogers Place. We do have breaking news this morning, which we'll get into a little more with the Moose in the next segment. And that is the Saskatchewan Rough Riders have announced their roster for Friday night's game against the BC Lions. And they've got Cody Fajardo listed atop the depth chart as the starting quarterback for the game. I want the Ryder Nation's take on that. that. And probably, yeah, would be a good time to get into any other CFL-related topic. Week 8 kicks off tonight with Montreal and Hamilton. That's our poll question today for Capital Automall Universal Collision Center. Who do you think will win? 56% of respondents saying they think the Tiger Cats will win tonight at Tim Hortons Field. Uh, Friday, Riders-Lions. Saturday, the game of the week. Bombers and Stampeders here in Calgary. And then Sunday, Ottawa, Toronto. While we have time, I'll do a sports update here for hour two. The Montreal Canadiens have named former NHL defenseman Stefan Robada as an assistant coach today. The 45-year-old coach, the Magog Cantonier, to a Quebec midget AAA title last season. The former NHL defenseman was drafted by the Habs in 1995 and had 258 points over 937 career NHL games. The Toronto Raptors have signed Spanish forward Juancho Hernan Gomez. The team did not release terms, but ESPN reports it's a one-year deal. The six-foot-nine Madrid native made 40 appearances with Boston, San Antonio, and Utah last season. He gained fame this year for his starring role alongside Adam Sandler in the Netflix basketball film Hustle. Again, Juancho Hernan Gomez. Washington Commanders owner Dan Snyder began testifying this morning before a committee investigating the NFL team's history of workplace misconduct. Snyder is giving a deposition to the U.S. House Committee on Oversight and Reform virtually today. The committee has the discretion to decide what, if any, information it releases 
from Snyder's deposition. Watch the NHL stars of tomorrow in best-on-best action at the 2020 Henlinka Gretzky Cup in Red Deer, July 31st to August 6th. Purchase your tickets today at HockeyCanada.ca. The sports update also for Ballers Rec Room, your official home of Slow Pitch, open Wednesday to Sunday. And for the Tap Brew House and drive through Liquor Store, where you'll never need to ask to have the CFL game put on. Moose joins us next. We'll talk about Fajardo starting all other CFL, NFL-related topics and whatever you'd like to get into. It's our final day from Great Eagle Resort and Casino. We'll be right back. You're watching on Game Plus TV. And you can always catch the podcast wherever the best podcasts are found, including Amazon, Google, Apple, Stitcher, and Spotify. Have you subscribed to the Rod Peterson Show YouTube channel yet? Head to YouTube.com slash the Rod Peterson Show now. Welcome back to the RP Show. Uh, it is a Thursday, episode number 809 of your favorite daytime sports and entertainment talk show. If you can believe, it's our final day here at Gray Eagle Resort and Casino, and it has been so much fun. We'll be back. We're live from the stage bar as we bring the moose back in. And uh, you heard moose, but the plan was there, and that is to... Kind of do a Taco Time viewer takeover early, whatever the viewers would like to talk about. We have that breaking news about the riders. I'm just going <laughs> to drop in a couple of viewer comments. Grant is watching in Kelowna, B.C. on Game Plus TV, where we're channel 924 on TELUS Optic TV across Alberta and B.C. Grant says, my Cubs are probably going to lose Contreras and Hap. Do we go for Soto? You want to take a wild stab at that one? Because I don't. I know, right? Um, I heard Soto's name tied to the Blue Jays, too. So, sounds like he'll get moved somewhere. So, maybe. That would be great. Well, he says they've lost a lot the last few years. Rebuild has to start now. That's from Grant and Kelowna. Listen, Grant, you won your World Series. What was it, four or five years ago? You're good for another 100 years. Cubs fans, the entitlement, Brady, Brady in the Bridge City writes that he says, hey, Rod, I'm a fan of the Seahawks because the passion of the fans remind me of the Riders with the 12s. The team was also good starting in 2010 when I first watched the Seahawks game on TV with my dad. And, you know, I've been talking about this with Lee. Certainly, uh, with Serena, too, what people love about this show, and dare I say what's addictive about it, is the interactive nature of it, you know, where we do ask and value people's opinions. I think we could go for two hours on your NFL team and why. I see my cousin Christine in Medicine Hat says because she saw the Cardinals beat the Cowboys live in overtime, that's why she cheers for the Cardinals. And I'm kind of wondering if I was at that game. If it was in Phoenix, I was there. That was when Jason Garrett iced our own kicker. I don't even know if you remember that game. It was 2011 or 12. Game-ending game winning game field goal for the Cowboys to win the game. And just as, I don't even remember who there was. Dan Bailey was the kicker. I, I can't remember. Lines up the kick, gets it off. It's good. No, 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 no. Cowboys coach trying to call a timeout. Iced his own kicker. 
So he got so he got to kick it again. He misses. We go to overtime and lose. I was with Derek the Duke Myers. I'll never forget. He ripped off his Cowboys jersey. It was a Deion Sanders 21 jersey and threw it. As Cowboys fans, man, mo- I feel like we're the most aggrieved sports franchise fans in the world. But then when I look at Leafs fans like you. Anyways, I'm so far off track here. One of the comments the viewer said, what do we as fans need to do to get Theo into the Hockey Hall of Fame? And I have no idea. Do you? How would you answer that? I don't know what fans could do. I mean, keep tweeting about it. Keep messaging about it. Just, you know, I, I, I really don't know if there's anything that, that the fans can do. It's going to be up to the, to the selection committee. And, and maybe you just need to be patient enough that there's enough turnover in that committee. And, and, you know, guys and girls with new ideas and fresh ways of thinking come in and decide to put them in. But I don't think there's anything we can do as fans. No, I don't think so. There was a movement years ago to get Tiger Williams into the Hockey Hall of Fame as the NHL's all-time penalty minutes leader, but that seems to have died off too. So, I don't know. I'm with you. I guess, as they say, time heals all wounds. Lanny himself, we had this discussion. Lanny was 10 years away from the Flames for his own reasons that he'd have to explain, but he's back with the team as of a couple years ago. And look how great it's going for him. So, again, time, usually. Now, to the big news, and let's hear from the CFL fans, and I think it is big news. Cody Fajardo listed atop the depth chart as the starting quarterback for Saskatchewan Friday night, Friday night football against the BC Lions. Um, I want your take on that. Um, John in Winnipeg says, I think by playing Cody, they're risking his future. How about that? Cody is very far from 100%. But as a player, he won't pull himself out of a game. Jocks will be jocks. Uh, Earl in the chat says, is Jeff the Stamps fan hiding? I mean, I know the Bombers beat them already, but this is kind of childish. Wayne in Victoria, as a big Ryder fan, I'm happy for Cody and just hope he's not risking further injury. But I think he's not going to be fully healthy until the end of the season. So let's spend a minute on that. Oh, man, the, the, familiar, the familial nature of this show. Chris just said, yes, you were at that game. You're right about overtime. Chris, I ran into your sister Debbie at that game now that I think about it. Debbie and Jack outside. Wow. Beautiful. <clears throat> I, was, I was still drinking then. I'm, I'm glad I remembered the end of the game. To Fajardo. Your thoughts on him starting, if he is starting. And by, by, by them putting him at the top of the depth chart, i got to think he'll start. You? Yeah, he's at least um, good enough to play or to dress. And if, if it's the case that he's not going to start, then at least he's comfortable enough to go. And we've seen quarterbacks listed number one on the depth chart that never see the field. That can happen. But um, it is good news. I, I do think as much as you know, the viewers mentioned that Cody will never pull himself, and he never will pull himself, and he's a, a gamer and a competitor. I'd like to think that the advice from the doctors and the therapy staff and everybody else that says, look, at this is the further damage you could do, or this is how much worse it could get, or these are the consequences. I think if he's looking at you know playing and it could end up being something that becomes a career-ending injury or whatever, um, I don't think he'd be playing. I think if it's a pain tolerance thing and managing that, and a little bit of mobility, I think he's going to play. And I think even Cody at less than 100% for Saskatchewan. 
Andrew in the chat. Cody is playing because the Riders are in desperate need of a win. The Grey Cup is in Regina, and if they are not in the game, you will see a huge changeover in the organization. I don't know about that. I have thoughts on that. I'm wondering when or if I should dole those out at all on what's going to happen if the Riders are in the game or not in the game. But it's July. It's actually my brother's birthday today. Happy birthday, Cowboy. It's July 28th. Yeah, it's not till November. Which, by the way, we were looking up the Grey Cup schedule. Everything's coming up, aces. Do you know the Grey Cup is November 20th, which means I'll be back in uh, Florida for U.S. Thanksgiving? Couldn't be better. Trent in Norway says, Norway here. Congrats to Lee Genier as the RP show's COO. If Fajardo's knee is good, riders will win over the Lions. Great interview with Lanny. And if the Blue Jays get Soto, look out. Stay well, everyone. Cody Fajardo is quickly becoming the top topic of the program today, and I get it. And for all the Ryder fans, listen up. Let's get your thoughts in here. Uh, it is. Here's the thing about Craig Dickinson and Jeremy O'Day. Psst. New f- newsflash. Breaking news. They know what they're doing. How about that? I don't think they're sitting there so short-sighted. They, they're thinking about the future, too. I, wouldn't you love to be a fly on the wall in those meetings between oh, yeah. O'Day and Dickinson? <laughs> we'll get Lee's take a little later on. Dolagala, Dolagala isn't even on the roster for this game because you can only have two. It's Fajardo and Mason Fine. Now, I would probably rest Fajardo, but I'm not the coach. And thank the heavens for everybody's sake, I'm not. We think he's starting. If he's on the roster, we believe he's starting. How would you handle it, Darren? Yeah, it would be the same. I mean, again, it's all about that information. You know, if it's a pain thing and, and Cody says he's playing and he's fine, you have to look and say, look at if if we're threatening his career here by putting him on the field because this could get worse, then I'm not putting him. In, I'm not addressing it. He's sitting on the bench. Dola Gallon fine can handle it. So to me, if he's on the roster, then we're not risking his career. It's not looking at risking the injury getting that much worse. So you know what? Then it's just a pain tolerance. I put him in. I have Mason Fine ready to go, and I monitor throughout the game. And if it's a case where I got to pull him because, you know, he can't move around as much as we need him to, then I'll make that decision in the game. But that's, that's how I would handle it. For weeks, we've heard and I've been saying on this show that Cody Fajardo is playing hurt. And I've been told it's not just his knee. So I knew that any, any hit could knock him out of a game. I'm shocked that he's playing. And, 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 and I'm not even saying that Andrew's wrong, this guy who said he's playing because they desperately need the win. Maybe they, obviously they feel Fajardo at 50% is better than the other two guys at 100. Clearly, right? Um, yeah. Earl in the chat says, if Cody doesn't play, how will they get in the crossover? I was uh, reading the game notes again. I'm no dummy. And the crossover is clearly in play because of the woefully pathetic record of the East Division. But it's, again, July. Now's not the time to be talking about a crossover. And I, 
Is it? I don't think it is. It's one week no, at a time, not. and I guess the yeah, and the week right now, and they have a bye next week. They're obviously thinking, let's play this game. Cody, give us the best chance to win. Let's win it, and then rest them over the bye, and look at the rest after that. But we badly need this win right now. I think Andrew's right. Yeah, that that makes a lot of sense. You know, the other thinking is to get two by like two weeks off for Cody, and essentially three to really try and heal up. But no, I, yeah, take the chance right now. But again, when you talk about how desperate these wins are, it's still early in the season. It's still July. Every win matters the same. I understand that. But yeah. we're not sitting here worried about a loss this week, meaning the Riders aren't going to make the playoffs and they're not going to get into the, you know, the playoffs and they're not going to get to the Grey Cup. I mean, the wins matter. We're not talking about a crossover yet. We're only, you know, this is the first third of the season's just finished. It's time to, you know, start building some momentum, but we don't need to be desperate yet. Well, there's the way that fans look at it, and then there's the way that football people look at it. And Matt Dunnigan told me one time, watch your feet, I'm going to drop some names here. Dunnigan said, if you think that the season doesn't begin till Labor Day, which is the adage, you're an idiot. And those early wins in the first third or first month count and mean a lot near the end of the year. And that's what I probably think the Riders are thinking. I think Andrew's right, and he needs to work for the Riders. We really need this win. And he gives us our best chance to win, so that's why we're going to play him. And you hope there's a little sprinkle of Jesus that he doesn't get hurt. And probably Jason Moss, who I think does do a good job of designing plays and calling plays. I really believe that. We've seen it already this year. We'll have a game plan designed to protect Cody somewhat. Um, From the viewer, the Bombers already have first place down. And the West final game and home, just my opinion, says Andrew. That's the thing. I can't remember who I was talking to the other day. It might have been Lee. It might have been those Stamps guys, media guys. They're like, this will be the year. The crossover will come into effect. And they, of course, are predicting a Calgary-Winnipeg Grey Cup. Can you imagine? The stadium might be empty. <laughs> Can you imagine? Having a Grey Cup and everybody in Regina leaves. If it was Bombers again. Is this the year that we see a team come through, as you're looking at it, come through, a Western team come through the East and into the Grey Cup? It's never happened. Is this the year? Yeah, this absolutely could be the year. But forget about Winnipeg, Calgary, and the Grey Cup. It's not happening. It's going to be BC or Saskatchewan. And no disrespect to Edmonton, but it'll be BC or Saskatchewan that will come through because for Calgary and Winnipeg to meet, that means that one of those teams has to fall out of a playoff spot in the West all the way down into fourth place. I just don't see that happening. I see Calgary and Edmonton, or Calgary and Winnipeg, uh, remaining as the top two teams in the West throughout the year. So... Um, I think it would be a battle between BC and Saskatchewan, but I think it could happen. Gosh, who knows, but it's fun to talk about, and uh, you're right. Well, Ryder fans would be happy if this was the first year for that to happen because then they would have twice the chance of being in the big game November 20th at Mosaic. Um, Dan in Winnipeg says, has anybody heard anything about Bobby Hull and his health? No. 
From Clyde Carpenter, he is watching in uh, the Maritimes. He says the Argos will win the East and Calgary will win the West. And therefore, a rematch of the 1971 Grey Cup and 2012 and 2017. I'm saying Winnipeg, Toronto. Uh, Moose, I think we're done because Lee's coming in for the last segment. So you enjoy yourself. We'll chat later. Thanks for your efforts today. You bet. Have a great rest of the show. Our Rash Madani is going to join us next. We're going to talk a little Blue Jays. You're watching the RP Show on the Game Plus Television Network. We're also live streaming on YouTube, and you can always catch the podcast wherever you find your podcasts, including Amazon, Google, Apple, Stitcher, and Spotify. Have you subscribed to the Rod Peterson Show YouTube channel yet? Head to youtube.com slash the Rod Peterson Show now. Welcome back to beautiful Calgary. It's our final day here in Cowtown, our 17-week residency coming to a close at Grey Eagle Resort and Casino. Let's get right to it with our good friend Sportsnet Sarash Badani because there's never enough time. I don't know where to start other than uh, Arash on the heels of the 6-1 loss to the Cardinals. Last night, Jays and Tigers get going tonight. I understand Clark tells me the Blue Jays just had an announcement of some sort and you were on it. What's going on with Canada's blue team? Um, there is a major thing happening. Uh, Rod with the Blue Jays. By the way, good to see you, man. Looking great. Um, remember when the Sky Dome was built in 1989, and it was the you know, and it was the one of the most revolutionary things. It had a, a retractable roof in the middle of the game. They could open and close the roof, and then it's become so archaic, and it's this concrete jungle. Well, the Blue Jays have just announced. I was just looking at this. First of all, I can't believe it was 33 years ago that that place opened. They have announced a $300 million renovation to the stadium. Brand new weight room, brand new player facilities, but for the fans. What does this mean? They're going to blow out the 500-level outfield in center field. They're going to raise the bullpens. There's going to be a lot more communal areas to gather. It's going to go from basically a multi-purpose facility into as much of a ballpark as this can be. A lot more patios, a lot more bars, a lot more congregation places. Uh, people have less and less of an appetite these days to sit in their seats for four hours. And that's, uh, that's going to change over the next two off-seasons with this brand new reno. Well, so they're updating it. I, I don't think you're old enough, but I remember when they announced Skydome and they're like, yes, retractable roof, and it's going to have a television broadcast studio inside. We're like, ooh, <laughs> in 89, that was a really big deal. And uh, so kudos, Rogers, Blue Jays, that's awesome. The question I'm dying to ask you, because I've watched more Blue Jays baseball in the last week than I have in, uh, since 2016 probably, what is John Schneider doing right? Is this the dead cat bounce, just that traditional spike, or has he really tweaked something that's turned the Blue Jays on? Well, I think it's, it's a few things, Roddy. I mean, let's be real. Um, Schneider comes in just before the All-Star break, five games before the All-Star break. They get the Phillies without JT Realmuto, who's not vaccinated. He did his own research. Ten Kansas City Royals didn't come up to Canada. And the Blue Jays won three out of four there. You can only compete against 
who you play. And every win counts the same. They go into Fenway Park. The Red Sox are without a bunch of pitchers. J.D. Martinez is banged up. Rafael Devers is banged up. And now St. Louis is here. They split with the Cardinals, who are without two NL MVP candidates in Paul Goldschmidt and Nolan Arenado. That's not taking anything away from what Schneider's done, what the Blue Jays have done. They've been more aggressive on the base paths. There's a little more communication. There's a little more accountability, all those kinds of things. I just don't know, Rod, if I'm being 100% honest with you, what we've learned about this team over this little bit, you know, how different it may or may not be. Uh, now comes Detroit. The Tigers are kind of, you know, th- this is the dead part of the dead part of the season right now for this team. But they need wins. They're getting wins. And there is a little pep in the step, and there is a good morale around the group. Of that, there is no doubt. Well, there's little to be, there's a little to be said about guilt, too. Like the Oilers, uh, from what I understand, a lot of the players felt guilty after Dave Tippett got fired, and they go all the way to the Final Four. Did these guys feel guilty that a player's coach like Charlie Montoyo got fired because they weren't performing? Is there, as players, is there a little to that, do you think? I don't know. I, I honestly don't know. I think that after a day or two, you have to turn the page. In professional sports. What's the age-old expression you and I have used over the years, Roddy? Great game, terrible business. Um, You have to, as a professional, move on. Otherwise, it's going to affect you. And then it affects your career, it affects your money, it affects all those things. I don't know how much that that weighs into it, to be honest. Fair. Fair enough. But fun to watch, and it looks like they're having a lot of fun. Hey, to um, the NFL. We asked who's the dark horse team in the NFL this season, and somebody said the Vikings. Moose expects them, DuPont, to take a huge step forward this year. Is this the year for the Purple? No, it's not the year. Um, I think the Vikings will be better. A lot of people are looking at different areas. As somebody who had to sit through 17 of those monstrosities last year, Roddy, uh, they were a disaster in situational football at the end of halves and at the end of games on the offensive side and on the defensive side. They have a new head coach, Kevin O'Connell, who's coming in, big-time analytics guy, learned under Sean McVay. But as a player, as a quarterback, he was drafted by New England. And what does Belichick always preach? Situational football inside two minutes, almost like the Trestman mantra, 57 plus three. So I'm interested to see what happens there. I'm going to give you two teams, Rod, to look out for. Both AFC teams. One, the Raiders. They snuck into the playoffs last year. I thought they were the better team against the Bengals in the first round of the playoffs. They got a lot better on the defensive side of the ball, and they just added maybe the best receiver in football, Devontae Adams. He and Derek Carr, of course, played in college together. They can finish each other's sentences. Watch out for Vegas. Here's the other team that's not getting a lot of noise, and I think it has to do with the fact that Dante Hightower made made an incredible strip sack once upon a time. And Julian Edelman made an unbelievable catch. But I am very high on the Indianapolis Colts because I believe in Matty Ice. I believe in Matt Ryan. I like the, I like the idea of him and Frank Reich working together. I think if there's a dark horse team in the AFC you want to look out for, it's the Colts. I think if there's a team that can come in, Josh McDaniels is their new head coach, an offensive-minded coach with Carr and Devontae, I really like what the Raiders have going on too. Uh, we've got some friends in that Colts facility, uh, both you and I, and they've said that Matt Ryan is Peyton Manning. They're like, this is Peyton. 
just at his demeanor and obviously skills. He's just been saddled by playing in Atlanta for so long. Uh, we only got a couple minutes. Any CFL thoughts before I hit you with my last question? Um, I mean, we haven't talked in a long time. And I know that it's dominated a lot of the conversation because it's the only real conversation topic this year around the league other than um, Garrett Marino, and there's no need to talk about him. The Canadian quarterback story is outstanding. The Canadian quarterback story is remarkable. And Rod, you and I talked throughout the early days of COVID, throughout the pandemic, and when there was a lead-up to the 2020 draft, this is not an accident, and this is not a surprise. I had not heard ever among any draft-eligible prospect at any position the way personnel people raved about Nathan Rourke, the person, the makeup, what makes him tick, the questions he would ask in, in meetings on Zoom. And I commend Neil McAvoy and Rick Campbell for getting out of the long-standing meathead mentality that this league has had when it comes to Canadian quarterbacks. Nathan Rourke has done more to move the needle this season than anybody and anything in the Canadian Football League. He has been the marketing machine, and uh, the performances have been terrific to see. It's the best story in the CFL by a country mile. As a matter of fact, I don't even know what the number two story is. But I need your analysis on... I need your analysis on the RP Show winning free agency with the signing of Lee Genier is our COO. He's here. He said that you guys <laughs> go back a day or two in the CFL. We go back a day or two in the CFL uh, when his days with the Stampeders. Uh, Mr. Genier and I saw each other at the Canada Olympic House in Sochi at the 2014 Winter Olympics. When he was with Bobsled, was it Lee? Yeah, he's right here. Yeah. It was. Yep. Good memory. Yep. Bobsled, I believe it was. And then the lacrosse days and, and all of those things. So congrats on everything uh, you guys are all doing over there, Roddy. It's been a pleasure being a day oneer with you. Oh, so, pl- so proud to have you on the team, man. As always, you are the best. Arash, thanks. We're watching every night. Enjoy the ride, man. Thanks for fitting us in today. Appreciate you, man. All right, the great Arash Madani from his palatial downtown Toronto estate. Lee Genier will join us next as we put a wrap on our 17-week residency at Gray Eagle. Our new COO will be right back on Game Plus Television and also live streaming on YouTube and 24-hour sports radio streaming now at rodpeterson.com. Have you subscribed to the Rod Peterson Show YouTube channel yet? Head to youtube.com slash the Rod Peterson Show now. All right, here we go. It is the final segment, not ever, but for this week. Because the Moose will be hosting tomorrow as I take a Friday off heading into the long weekend. We're in Cowtown for a good time and a long time. Uh, not a long time anymore. So listen, we got a Don Cherry's Coach's Corner look going here. I like it. We got our new COO with us. Shake my hand on camera, Lee Jenny. How you doing, buddy? I am fantastic. Happy to be here. We, you've been working with us for some time, but we finally got around to announcing it on Wednesday. The COO, Chief 
What is it? Operating officer of the RP Show Corporation? Yes. Glad to have you. How's, uh, how's the reaction been to that? Uh, it's been overwhelming. It's just uh, been fantastic. You know, just the love out there has been great. So uh, from all corners of uh, North America and Europe as well. So um, I have a lot of friends around the globe that I've worked with and uh, people are incredibly excited. And I'm excited to be working with uh, yourself and Darren and the entire crew, Clark, Paul, Jordan, Bryce. Bryce, who you, who have you met to uh, yet yeah. to meet? But yes, Morgan and all the rest. Yeah, so yeah, glad to have excited. you. How much do you want to say about the road ahead? I don't even know what's the road ahead, other than it's exciting. <laughs> yeah, I mean, obviously, you know what? We have some big plans in mind where we're going to go and uh, and where where we're going to take the show as well. I mean, obviously. As I've said before, you're the best in the business at hosting and the way you make people feel so comfortable and that you are uh, so well-liked in the sports world. So you know what? That is the one thing that draws our great guests in and the way you make them feel and them, them always coming back. And, uh, you know, life is predicated on great relationships and... Uh, Moving forward, you know, we're going to continue to build great relationships, great relationships with events around uh, North America that we will attend. As you know, we have a few coming up, um, which will be very exciting and uh, continue to build again on uh, what has been a stellar launch of this show. Well, I know we have some exciting announcements coming up, but I will leave that to the business side and yourself to launch those. I, if you have any questions for myself or Lee, in the final segment uh, here, fire him at us. We had five minutes, which is a long time in TV time. 902-518-3033. The number is on the screen. But other than that, I, we just want to have fun. And we're having a lot of fun. Absolutely. And it just continues to amplify. And it's led into these announcements. And, and they're big. Coming down the pipe. Now, though, I've, I'm always interested to get people's take on what is their sport. Yours, you said, is football. Yeah, football, right. football, hockey. Nah, pick one. Ah, football. Okay, right. <laughs> I knew the answers. That's why I asked you that. So I want your take on Cody Fajardo starting a quarterback for Saskatchewan Friday night. You've got to have a take. I'm sure you do. Grant in Kelowna watching, he says, put Fajardo in, give him a quarter, see how he does, and go to the backup because they might need Cody later on. I feel like this is a decision. Do you think the Rough Riders agonized over this? Oh, I'm sure they did. Um, you know, and I don't know the extent of his injury, right? So I, I don't think he can be that injured or Craig wouldn't be playing him. I've no, I know really? Craig, yeah. So I don't, you know, because you have some liability there, right? So I don't think he can be as injured as they think he is or he would not be playing. So that's my take on it. So, um, you know, I'm going to guess they're going to play him through the first half and like i say if there is um some overwhelming issues then they would pull them out for sure from bw in edmonton says awesome congrats lee from christine haffey that's my cousin welcome lee from tacona Pauli. happy birthday lee no 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 that's my brother lee's birthday today <laughs> it's very confusing for me do you know how many times i've texted you or my brother and got them swapped you know that. I'm, I, I'm, I apologize. That. I'm sorry. That was meant for my brother. Um, Wayne NBC, congrats, Lee. I'm excited to see what the future has for the RP show. From John in Winnipeg, Lee, you the man. Congrats. Um, about the other games, Canada's Game of the Week is Winnipeg at Calgary. I don't know if you plan to go to the game, and I don't mean to put you on the spot. I got everybody in this town asking if I'm going, and I won't. 
I'm actually going out of town for the weekend, but I will be watching. That should just be a slobber knocker. Yeah, okay. They, uh, you know, the, considering the way last week's game went, um, I would think it would be the game of the week, and uh, I hope it is a blow. You know, I wanted to blow up, and I, I want to have a great, see a great CFL game. Who do you think's gonna win? Bombers favored by one at BetRegal.ca. You know, I'm gonna go with Calgary being at home. Mm. You know, I know they've been talking about the crowd that they've, they're, uh, you know, they. Uh, say they have over 25,000, so I think it's going to be a great, noisy building, and uh, that that's kind of the new developing uh, rivalry in the CFL. So. Is it? Yeah. I'm, I'm all yeah. for it. I'm all for it. Uh, by the way, all the betting lines, obviously, are at betregal.ca right now. You can have a look for yourself. Ticats favored by three tonight at home over Montreal. BC favored at Sask Friday night by a point and a half. Last minute of play in the RP show. Winnipeg favored by a point at Calgary, and the Argos favored by 5.5 at home over Ottawa. John in Winnipeg says this is Fajardo's decision. Is it? No. No, not at all. Yeah, I don't think it is. Hey, uh, man, I should have brought you in earlier. If we'd had more time, I would have. Your take on uh, the Red Blacks, if they lose Sunday, they're 0-7. What are you doing if you're the owner there? Yeah, I mean... They they have some great tools there, and they are. Um, if they go in seven, they have to make some changes because they they've been close on a few occasions. But um, I would think they would definitely have to make some uh, con- considerations with Lapo in there and, and what that looks like. BW in Edmonton says, could this be the start of CFL Plus with Lee becoming COO? Oh, stay tuned. The opportunities are endless. Thanks again, Lee. Hey, thank you, guys. So happy to be here. See you Friday. McFly, hello. Let's go. Have you subscribed to the Rod Peterson Show YouTube channel yet? Head to YouTube.com slash the Rod Peterson Show now. Bob's your uncle. Hell yes. Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue. All in the Kroger app. Get three pound rolls of juicy 80% lean ground beef for $3.49 a pound with a digital coupon. Then get select varieties of flavorful Powerade, Body Armor Super Drink, or Arizona tea for 77 cents each, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.